Okay. Okay. So we're doing the show on oh, J. We're um we're doing it. It's, we went back and forth yeah. on whether we should be doing this. Are we ready to talk about this? I don't think either of are us are in, uh, yeah, in a space. I don't think either of us have completely even digested the events. Right. And I'm sure you haven't either, the listeners. I told Unji today, I I thought about you guys, the listeners to our podcast, probably for the first time ever in 173 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> if you have listened to this, if you have, if you are an avid listener to Ajima, you know that we don't take really your listening pleasure into account. <laughs> we're screaming. We're uh, off. We're not making sense a lot of times. We're saying horrible things. <laughs> And validating um, the horrible things that are coming out of each other's mouths. Yeah. <laughs> it, it really, I, 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 I'm rarely aware, as you've heard me say before, that you are listening. I'm always surprised that you are listening. I understand intellectually that you do listen. We see numbers. Emails have come in. Comments have been made. We ask you to join Patreons. I understand that intellectually, but there's a part of me that always forgets that this is something that we share. And we do. We do share this with you guys, especially now. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't I can't imagine if you listen to this podcast that you don't know what's happened. Um, uh, but um, I mean, this we're recording this on Wednesday. This will be released tomorrow. So. I don't know how the news story will be different. Right. I mean, we did have, to be fair, uh, a listener. You know who you are. You're also a Patreon member who used to live in a village so remote yeah. that she would have to bicycle herself <laughs> to the nearest like, internet like, to, to get the old general yeah. store yeah. or something. In order to download the podcast, it would like take an podcast. hour and then she would listen to the podcast on the bike on ride. On her bike ride back. Yeah. 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 So, the, so you might be that person. Yeah. <laughs> so you might not know what's happening or what's happened. Yes. But to fill you in, you gotta, we got to laugh because it's so painful and, um, you know, obviously not laughing about the situation, but uh, there has been a killing spree. Uh, a spree is too, uh, too, uh, uh, too cute of a word to Rampage. describe this thing. Rampage. Rampage. Carnage. In Atlanta area, um, this uh, racist terrorist took a gun and decided to uh, end the lives of multiple human beings, six of them being Asian women. Um, f and I just saw that half of those were Korean. Yeah. So these are our emos, mm. our sachons, our komos, yeah. our ommas, the ajumas yeah. in our communities are getting murdered. 
And there's just so much to unpack. First of all, because this there has been this rise of Asian hate crimes, over 3,700 reported. Reported, by the way. Right. So much, so much goes unreported. Yeah. As y'all know. And um, to happen in Atlanta, which is supposed to be a diverse area and a, you know, like as if that fucking matters. And, we, and we've been talking about. We are about, surrounded. And we talk, we talk, we've talked so much about on this particular pod about the rising importance of specifically the Korean American community in Atlanta, in Fulton County, where this occurred even um, in the recent election, in the changing demographics of that place. Um We've cited it. We've talked about this place specifically mm-hmm. as a modern bastion of like a new emerging Korean American community rising right. in prominence. Mm-hmm. And Somewhere that my own mother yeah. has been thinking about moving to. Even as recently as Sunday, I had a conversation with her waiting for my brother on top of a hike that he was late to. I was already pissed. <laughs> We were supposed to meet at 9.30 a.m. He texted me at 9.45. Oops, I didn't set my alarm. After telling me, I had to wake up early to go on this hike so that he could watch sports later. Sports. This is the type of person I'm dealing with. A sports brother. (laughs) Unji, you know how lucky you are? You are an only child. Only child. (laughs) You don't have a sports brother to deal with. (laughs) That's late. So he's late and he texts me. So I'm already furious and I call my mom, A, to complain about my brother being late because that's what we do. We call of each course. other not to check up on each other, but to complain. But to talk shit. Yeah. <laughs> A bitch, yeah. right? Chansori, chansori, And I just realized chansori uh, translates to small talk. Mm hmm. Or small noise. Yeah, small noise. Small sounds. Anyway, so um, so I talked to my mom and I'm like, what do you want? Because Arlen, my brother, wants to move you out there. You know, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I could be into that, investing in a place down in Atlanta. It's cheaper than L.A. You know, a lot of Koreans are thinking about moving towards the south, um, which fucking scares the shit out of me. That we would occupy a region that is still waving Confederate flags. Like, it just seems crazy to me. But you know how Koreans are. They're like, where the money at? You know, so we're going where the industry (laughs) is booming. You know, for us as entertainers, the entertainment industry in Atlanta is booming. So I'm considering all this stuff and asking her, like, what do you want? And she's like, honestly, if I could be honest, I just want to be next to my children. So, which means LA. LA. So, which means a lot of money. Right. You know, it's hard enough for me and my brothers to live here, but for a 65-year-old high money ass, yeah. you know, <laughs> Ajma, who like, you know, it's it's really hard for her. So, like, we're going through all these talks and that's my real life. Like, the, beyond Ajma show and beyond my stand-up, our whatever we fucking we write and do for Hollywood, you know, for money. This is like my life. Yeah. And, and then to 
see this happen in the news yesterday, it really struck home how unsafe I feel and how unsafe I feel for my mom, which has been my major character trauma I've had because of my dad. Yeah. My mom I never my mom never felt safe because my dad yeah. initially and then the fucking world. And I don't know about you, but coming from a tumultuous, violent family, as some, if not most, Koreans from Flushing that I know came from, this kind of blue collar right. immigrant ass family, there was violence and not talking and mental illness and I used to have dream like nightmares about my mom dying almost on a nightly basis. And I would like run into my mom's room crying and saying like, I had another dream that you died. And you know, after the 700th one, she's like, you need to see an, uh, uh, an expert, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and she didn't know about mental illness then. So she was telling me like, you need to see an exorcist yeah, or yeah, something like yeah. you, you, you got a demon yeah. inside of you. Like there's something wrong. So there's something yeah, wrong yeah, with you. Yeah. <laughs> And I still, till this day, I am with my own work. I'm trying to let go of saving my mother or the need to save my mother. I'm going to cry. <sighs> I'm just going to take a second to breathe because we all have to. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, I was telling you this before. I think it's the fact that, especially for like working class Asian kids, you know, with the news, with this news, we could all imagine our own face or our parents' face, our aunts' faces cowering in this spa. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, the news is always horrible, but the proximity to the specific trauma is that we can all see a version of ourselves. It, it, right. It, it, in a way, it is happening to us. Yeah. Because we can empathize with these people it it is as if it has happened to me right you know like when we say like our hearts breaking like it does <sighs> yeah it breaks because it's not just not me it's it is me it is my mother it is you you know yeah. like and this is this is ought to be about people in general <laughs> you know like if a, you know when black people get killed by cops yeah. who are supposed to protect them that is us mm-hmm. you know but because it is done via this such a simple thing as what your skin color looks like or what you look like it, that's the racism is the greatest um, gaslighting of all. <laughs> it, it is that like, no, 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 you are different. Yeah. You know, 
and we're begging to be treated this just equal and this is when trans women get killed and women get killed violence against women it's all it, it it's all us and it ought to be and um you know i and i just want to say that like fully acknowledging that like <clears throat> within the black lives matter movement we have been allied um as asian americans to that but we also don't understand how much it hurts At all. and and i we never will cuz we don't it has it, it's it's not only this experience for us this is a still considered an outlier right lone mental ill having a bad day jesus christ that conference that press conference was just something else but yes it's a trauma that i think african americans it's not systemic for us right they experience this on a on a different level on a daily basis it's by the institutions that are there to protect them. And and that's a type of trauma and a type of horror that uh, we right now are simply getting a taste of. Yeah. Um, and feeling the way that I do and the, how quickly my heart started to beat when I was looking at the news, scrolling, you know, getting those push notifications just the way my heart started to beat and the way that I reacted to it just like kind of shut down emotionally. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can, this will, fu- this will fuck you up forever. <laughs> like, it's fucking this me will up. fuck you up forever. It's fucking us up. Yeah. It'll fuck you up. This is fucking everyone who's listening to this, everyone who's not even listening to this, it's fucking them up. And, and you still have to you go know, to work. You still have to be held accountable for. I was your helping day. you with an yeah. audition right before this. You still- <laughs> Truly, like not talking about it and going, okay, let's just get through <laughs> these sides because <laughs> you need to feed your kid. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, just uh, you have. I to need work. to pay my rent. Yeah, we you have. Know, like, you still have to go to work. You still have to do the fucking yes. things. You still have to care for your family. You still have all the other things while. Dealing with this existential <clears throat> threat that has now been posed by a yeah. what they're calling a, what I guess is being characterized as a lone sort of mentally ill person and that uh, an indication. Of- we have to acknowledge that this person was able to get to this point because systemically we devalued Asian lives. And not only Asian lives, Asian women's lives. And not only Asian women's lives, Asian women's sex worker lives. Right. We've, we've layered on top of all of this, um, these identity valuations and, and identity devaluations where they're treated as, as things to kill. You know, bodies that don't have families who don't have hopes like to get to that point it doesn't just take a random event this is a you know this is like the lemony snicket (laughs) you know it's a series of unfortunate events (laughs) that's all been 
built upon the devaluation of bodies that are different and that goes back to black lives matter that's that's the whole point of black lives matter saying stop devaluing these bodies because they are black you know and and for people to come back and even and misunderstand that and say all lives matter is we are we're seeing how horribly we're missing the point of any of this is that none of us really connect to each other as like a, a one you know and as fucking stupid and too cheesy as that is like that's that's what i'm what we're trying to do here like this podcast even is you know when we started this yes it was a reaction to trump but it was also this reaction to the fact that like we both love this podcast called the read um if you don't know the read please go check it out oh it's yeah two queer black comedians writers extraordinary people who just bitch about black culture and raise black culture up to th their own pedestals and drag themselves and i remember talking to you about this and saying like this it feels unfair for us to not be able to do this because the culture doesn't even recognize us enough for us to drag ourselves, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it, it, there's not enough for, for us to even drag slash, you know, uh, to worship, to um, be proud of, right. you know, the whole gamut. And we've been screaming about give us the gamut, damn it. Like, that's what we want. Like, we want the entire spectrum of yeah. it. And we've kind of been stuck to this model minority myth of it all and this like look at how much they graduate school and assimilate into corporate and and do what the larger american society deems is correct for an immigrant right. population to do i just literally said rice <laughs> instead of right i just want to point that out that just a moment of I need to drag my own racist self. <laughs> I was trying to agree with Unji and say right, and I said rice. And I, in true... And I want you to take that to your fuckers <laughs> and your non-Korean friends and say, look, they are like this. <laughs> they love it. They don't even know when they're saying it. They can't even say it. <laughs> it's like that old Dave Chappelle joke, how like white people look at um, black, black people yeah. eating like chicken or watermelon. Like, look at them. They love, love it. it. <laughs> and it's true. And it's true. Like, I've, yeah, I've, it's true. <laughs> like, I, I've never. Yeah, I, I love rice. I love rice. I've never met a noodle I didn't like. So, Bitch, any type of noodle, even the Italian shit, give it to yes, me. Yes, I'm there. All of it. <laughs> I like. I last night I was stunned, very sad, scared, obsessively looking up who this person was, needing answers this morning, seeking justice, equally as reflective, trying to find some sort of answer, trying to find some sort of meaning. And now in the last, I would say, since we, since I was forced to do this audition, and in like God, this, since this morning, guys, this fucking audition. <laughs> since then, I found myself <laughs> gathering a type of anger 
outrage about this is the thing these kinds of asian women this kind of part of the asian experience has always existed that's what we've been screaming about on this podcast since day one our experience being lower middle class blue collar having store parents just like not being of this myth and feeling discounted inside of the culture as a result because they just couldn't fucking see us. And even our other Asian Americans don't generally see this. It's a point of it's a it's a point no, of shame. They'll poke their own eyes they'll out po- not a, to it's see a point it. Of shame. I mean, I when I was doing this deep dive last night, I was going into like Facebook threads, fa- Twitter f- threads, and just even the vitriol being spewed by other Asian Americans about the work that these women did about how it couldn't be racist because it had to have been sexually motivated. That he's a sex addict. He's a se- they said it. The white sheriff said he's a sex addict. And the fact that, but that it's fa- being perpetuated by our own, that it's I, this idea yeah. that the, the other Asian Americans have bought into this myth of American ex- excellence and they're that they by proxy- white supremacy yes. the fact that their proximity to this white excellence means that they are t- also then been cur- bestowed this favor of also being excellent it's when your parents and I'm talking to the Asians that listen to this podcast it's when your parents are act differently in public around white people versus black people yeah we learn that it's in our it's in our makeup and the when we say like oh asians versus blacks versus white we're all fucking racist and everyone is a white supremacist everyone that lives in america is a white supremacist it's not about kkk it, it, it's like stop it all right it, you know what i'm talking about when your mom says don't bring home anyone that's not black or brown or chinese i'm kidding about the last one but like you know what i mean like even to that hyperbolic place we are all saying not them they're bad us best and that's what this is leading to like Man, do you remember back when you and I were talking about that co- comedian Godfrey? Mm-hmm. And he was posting videos about uh, uh, during BLM and saying like, fuck you, Asians. You were never there for us when we're getting killed in the streets and y'all are fucking up here getting the jobs and blah, blah. Like, yeah. It sucks that he he believes that about us. But that's still, that's all white supremacy. They're angry that we have become white adjacent and we're angry that the white adjacent among us keep trying to make sure that the rest of us aren't seen it's a because we're too foreign it is a particular kind of anguish that exists inside the asian american community regarding our i would say there's most older asian people live in poverty so there is an anguish within the Asian American community, particularly because of their own belief in the fact that, that we should be succeeding because of this a very idea. And like, the thing is, the reality is that the American capitalism, <laughs> this the way that America currently works, doesn't allow for you to get the fuck, you can't move up. It's impossible. 
You're stuck. Th- that's the lie. That's the lie. That's yeah, that you and can. that's why they push the next generation on because they're like, at least the legacy has a chance. And then we're stuck with that fucking pressure to deliver for our our previous generations. Han, it's the Han that they are saying, God, we gave up our lives so that you can become more white. And we have to fucking fight that now. It's, yes, it's a more privileged position. Absolutely. But we also have to acknowledge that that's not what we're here for. I'm not, I don't care what my mom thinks. I'm not here to be white. No. And they won't let that's you. That's not the point. They, you, they won't even, they, there's, that's the other part. That, they will not let you. There's no part of this where you are given access to that white space. I mean, truly, the, even the most white adjacent among the Asian Americans stand outside the gates of that white space and are grateful for the scraps that are thrown out of that door. That's the reality. And I, when we are talking about, and as we move forward, as this story continues to unfold and the way that the white press and white establishment will be giving it to us to ingest, they will, I'm sure that the story will be that he was a sex addict, that he was a mentally ill person. But but yes. the reality, the the facts of this story is that this motherfucker went to one spa, shot it up, killed four people, drove 20. He drove through a fucking neighborhood looking for another. There's another, another place yes. specifically filled with other. There was time inside the car. <laughs> And he could not calm down. He could not calm down. He drove. He drove. His eyes were filled with rage and hate so much that he drove that long and didn't calm down. I I can't imagine. That's that's what I mean. He drove to another fucking location. You when you go to another location, that it means that you have an agenda. That means you have a motherfucking plan. This is not. Bitch, you woke up and journaled about this. That's right. This is these are t- this is you had an agenda. You have shit. This is a purpose filled life. That's okay, right. <laughs> this isn't an intent. One hundred. You're doing your daily devotions this, to hate. This is not. Um, I woke up. I gave. I went to this place and I. I completed the set he went to try to rob it went to another location and then walked across the street and went to another place this motherfucker was targeting sex workers but not just sex workers because he wasn't trying to meet up with white escorts he wasn't he wasn't becky didn't get shot he didn't try to go and not a margaret he didn't try to go off of craigslist go to he wasn't trying to um uh, catfish some bitches off of tinder he wasn't trying to he that that is the that is a behavior that is extremely focused on a specific type of sex worker that also encompasses a specific race of sex worker Mm -hmm. so if we Mm -hmm. can't acknowledge that basic fact and that our that the establishment can even acknowledge where can where can asian women specifically sex workers find any sort of how can they feel safe they're not being seen they literally were murdered in the streets 
in their place of business. They were murdered there publicly, right? He shot up this entire place. So there were other, there, I mean, bullets were everywhere. And, and they can't even be seen. They can't be seen. Like they can't fundamentally be seen by the people that are supposed to bring justice to the situation. That's helpless. That's hopeless. I'm, to me, the larger discussion that needs to occur is not only around sex work, but cer certainly around the way that Asian women are sexualized. Why this motherfucker chose and targeted these women. And when we talk about it, it is, of course, about race. It's, of course, about colonialism. Yeah. It's, of course, about what the white male gaze being brought on Asian women in a very specific way. It's also a part of the military history of this country that the women that come over Absolutely. are from that have trafficked are typically from beginnings of Hollywood. I mean, <laughs> all that dragon lady shit, like you painted us into this thing and you wonder why these killers are all of a sudden ascribing to the stuff you sold. Come on. The, the, the calls coming from inside the house, folks, <laughs> I mean, it's you. Prostitution occurs everywhere. Sex trafficking occurs everywhere. This specific type of sex work in America that occurs with Asian women specifically is entirely wrapped up with racism. Entirely. 100%. 100%. And this is this is parallel to the black trans um, sex work as well. It's this invisible um, fear of slash hatred of this person or this body and you exerting some kind of power over Perceived it. Perceived dominance. Over dominance. In, yeah, in this situation. Over that body. Yes. And that's what's under all of this is that you feel so tiny pricked deliriously powerless that you have to take action upon the most vulnerable of bodies and that's your sickness that's the sickness of american white male and there's really no cure for it you can do the most amount of yoga retreats you want, Sally. That's it's not helping. You gotta unearth what that is about you, and I do too. Yeah. All right. And this is going back to what my mom has said about who I was allowed to date, beyond homophobia and all that. Like, par for the fucking course. It's. You really have to dialogue. We really have to dialogue. And I'm not talking about Facebook posts. I'm not talking about inclusion panels. I'm talking about with your motherfucking self and your own family that you shy away from, that you turn your head from because it's uncomfortable. I have to talk to my mom about how she has instilled racism into my brain.
Yeah. It's not a joke, folks. People's people's mothers are dead. We got to cut it out. We got to lance this boil. And <laughs> honestly, there's we got to do the work ourselves. Literally every single person. There's no it's it's not enough to point blame at white colonialism. We all uphold white colonialism whether we want to believe it or not. So let's we got to fucking do the work. And the people who won't even approach the work I'm sorry. Let's leave him behind. I I really don't know how to tell a, a flat earther that we're living on a marble. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> yeah. the gap is too far. The logic gap, the brain space that it takes is too far. You know, to me, like this, like great tragedy that occurs in this cultural gap that exists, like, right? Like, we talked about this before. Like, how do we even start a conversation with a dude that can't acknowledge the earth is fucking round? Like, we can't. We're not even starting from the same base reality. Like, I, like you. It's like we're different species. Yeah, like, you you are. It's not a fucking. There's not. It's not a regular canyon or a divide between us. It's a fucking Grand Canyon. There's no. There's no stick long enough. There's no bridge. I can't. We can't do that. <laughs> That's how it feels. Yes. And. When we are talking about this like gap that occur that exists between these two realities, right? And this gentleman, this murderer, certainly lives in one. Um, and the reality of these women certainly is a different reality as well. My the sad the thing that's like such a like a small tragedy in this is that there is. Asian people, Asian immigrants, there's no group that is more enthusiastic about the American ideal than that group. They fucking arrive here believing that this shit is going to pop off for them. They arrive here in love. Like, I've gotten a lot of texts from people being like, I hate this country. It's fucked up. I hate it here. And it's like, do you, our parents hated their country so much they left. Yeah. They fuck they, that's hate. That's that's a <laughs> dire circumstance. And they come here and there's no group of people that love the ideals of America more than immigrants. Period. Mm -hmm. And the fact that they're othered in this way, reviled, ostracized, counted out, disfranchised, to me is this like just a type of poetic injustice because there's in terms of actual overlap and interests, right? You know, um, Asian people love bar barbecue and buffet. Like poor white people love barbecue and buffet. There's like all this like opportunity for this like real cultural exchange. I mean, like, and real understanding and empathy. Yeah. But it's simply cannot exist because they refuse to see us they don't they can't even see and empathize with a neighbor 
They can't even see and empathize with a person that's going to send their child to the same school as them, as their kids. This bitch is going to be there when you go to see your kid's recital. And to hold them in such, such contempt and hold them with so little regard. I mean, that's the like, you know, adhering to the Judeo-Christian values of this country. That's the least Christian fucking thing. Basic, basically. Very, at the period. And like, there's so much opportunity that Asian people give to white people. And it's like, that to me is another, just like, we just continually be, are willing to be shat on. Yeah. You know, I was, I was saying, well, yeah. Remember that, I was telling yeah, you. That's yeah. not, that's not what I'm interested in. I, I'm not here for that. <laughs> I'm not here to get shot on. All right, this here. isn't my 31st birthday yeah. in the mission. I'm not here for that. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I'm not here to get shot on anymore. Anymore, I'm not, and I'm saying no. I'm flipping the perspective. It stops, mm. and. You know, you can kill us. It's, you're you're going to kill us anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here. This is what I'm talking about. White people who are listening to this podcast, we love you, but you you got to do better. All right? We, you got to talk to your people. <laughs> like, if we... if Remember when Cho Seung-hee happened in Virginia Tech when yeah. that Korean serial killer yeah. went on a... Rampage. Shooting Rampage, spree. a carnage. carnage. All of us talk to each other yeah. about that. Yeah. It was a great the shame. The entire Korean a community, yes. a great shame. And we, we spoke about it in hushed tones, yeah. but we addressed it as a community. That is not us. We don't stand for that. And y'all have to do better at doing that because you're so, you're so convinced that you are American, comma, default, that you don't have a unifying sense between you that we, that we see you as. You see us as Asians. Pan continental Asians. We see you as pan colonial whites. So whether you believe in that or not is irrelevant. It's already exists. You just refuse to acknowledge that you belong to a group too. You just don't know it. So as we have to answer for this, as we have to hurt, you have to attach yourself to whiteness. You don't get to escape that. I can't escape being Asian or Korean. Yeah, there's no passing. I can't there, Yeah, and the fact that we have to call it passing because it's a threat <laughs> to, to, not to not pass. Assimilate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. And secondly, Asians, we got to fucking do better. We got to address the racism within our own community. All right? Even the way we look down upon other Asians, poor Asians. Yeah. 
you know, and we, you know, draped in our West Elm. I'm going to cancel my West Elm uh, couch. (laughs) It's been back order for 10 weeks and fuck you, West Elm. You're done. Couches are on back order. It's a pandemic thing. I need you. a Korean couch maker. No, you don't. It's very it's gonna be <laughs> too low to the ground. <laughs> it's gonna be really uncomfortable. I, it's I, gonna be four pangsok on the floor. Yeah, I'm telling you, Korean people don't know how to do couches yet. How? To, yeah, because yeah, we're this, not a couch culture. Yeah, it's, we're sitting we, on the we, floor. So we sit on the floor. It's, a, it's like a thing that people. I mean, you see it in almost every single K drama. There's like a couch in the background. They're all sitting on the ground. On the ground. Yeah. yeah with a mat that they're... I mean, and that's another fucking, thing. That's a fucking thing about Western colonialism. The fact that they think they need to have a couch because that's what goes in a fucking apartment. And it's yeah, like... Fuck no, you and your couch. Yes. Like... Sit on the floor. <laughs> like, like the rest of us. Like that's what they're... Tra- that's what white people... That's what... That's how how deeply embedded this shit is. <laughs> you know? Like they don't... We don't even use it. Yeah. It's the same thing with dining room tables. We don't, you just have one in the corner, but no one actually eats that. Everyone eats on the pop tongue on the, on the ground. I, yeah so asians we got to do better too like i know i'm I, and i'm not saying i'm not perched up here like i'm angry but i'm also sad for how i live you know and and the way that i'm stuck in this life and you know uh, it's a it's the pain of self-examination that that makes me so angry at, at all of it and you know, as a classic Sagittarius, I don't like being stuck. I like freedom. <laughs> I like independence. <laughs> okay, as a classic Virgo, I am trying to bring order to yeah. the situation. So I am trying to <laughs> trying to put all of these pieces into a into a box and then pile, stack them on top of one another so that I can <laughs> compartmentalize. Which is something you you accurately saw in me. You're like, oh, bitch, yeah. you are deeply compartmentalizing. And yeah, I am. I am. I mean, yeah, I, that's how you. Yeah, I I I wept. I have wept. I did cry. I for me, I, I, I do. I need to exert some sort of level of control over this. And and and, mm-hmm. and I understand that there is no reasoning to this. It is purely hate it is but to make it's my irrational. mind yeah but but no. for my mind not to be overcome with sadness at, over the tragedy of this my own i mean when i was, I was talking to you earlier it's like i'm there's a part of me that's just like we are literally one block away like if either of us had been born in a different circumstance slightly different not even that much different like literally two degrees. two degrees. Like maybe our parents might have made $300 less a month. You know what I mean? If I was born into the family next to me, not only would I be working at that spa, yeah. I'd be managing it. Yeah, really well. Right, really well. You'd be doing a good job. <laughs> You'd be taking that shit regional. Yeah. You'd be regional. <laughs> and I would have been your number one sales rep. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not your personality. No, it's not my personality. Just sheer will and yeah. circumstance that would have propelled me into this, and and also connection, the confidence. Yeah, yeah, the connection. That gal's got guts. <laughs> She's insisting on being on selling me this. <laughs> I mean, truly, like there's such there is a part of this that is <sighs> when we because we talked about this with Minari, we talked about this with uh, Happy Clean, like 
just not seeing a lot of our type, our class of Asian. Of Asian. That's what Bobby Lee and I talked about when we were pitching this show. Yeah. And what was so important to us was to accurately um, paint the spectrum. Yeah. With blue collar, gritty, you know, Roseanne ass energy yes. family. <laughs> I mean, we this podcast has almost always been about plurality of voices inside the Asian American experience. And what this tragedy really highlights is that other end of the spectrum. It's forced the issue. Because the thing is, everyone knows these places. Everyone fucking makes these jokes. Everyone fucking sees those places along the highway. This is a reality that people have seen and chosen to ignore. This is a, a type of prejudice and racism that people know intimately and have accepted. Right. In our culture. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Those women who are trafficked that that are on this major thoroughfare in our town. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the punchline. That's line. it. Yeah. That's the joke. And, and those ladies, they... they they do sex. Ha ha happy, ha. Happy endings. Happy endings. Yeah. And it's it's like that is the part to me as a woman, as an Asian woman, that like breaks my heart. That's that that we that they never got to be seen until they died. You know, like, <laughs> like that's the and shit. And we still don't talk about them. We're talking about the killer's mood. Right. <laughs> the you know what, he, what mood he was in? He was in a mood to kill. How about that? He was in a bad, he was a bad, he was, a, he was having a bad day. He, he was having a bad day? No, he was having the best day of his yeah. life. Trust me, he's been planning this. The... The fact that he, he the drive over to a second spa, he's having a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that don't he, gaslight us saying he's having a bad day. <laughs> he's so he's self actualizing in front of us as a murderer. <sighs> no more. I'm not taking the bullshit. I, I don't care what you want to feed me, media, Hollywood. Whatever the fuck. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> Peter, you can't, I you don't, can't care. don't I, say TikTok like that. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. All of you, go fuck yourselves, all right? I'm done with all of it. I just want to be me. And if you want to kill, you're going to kill. And I'm just done making space for any of you. I'm done explaining anything to you. If you don't understand me because you don't have the reference or because I'm speaking in Korean, mm. it's not for you. Go home and journal about it. Seek a, a, a Korean therapist. By the way, I have an update. Yeah, do you? I reached out to one yeah. and filled out the little yeah. uh, whatever the first questionnaire uh -huh. thing. It's moving. Okay. So I know people have, a lot of people have reached out saying like, did you get that therapist you were publicly yeah. requesting? 
Um, <laughs> and not saying yet, that you need it. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we're, I, I need it. Well, you know, I've we I've, talked I've gone to many Korean therapists in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I need one in LA. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, but but I would yeah, say that you, my experience was not good. Oh, I, I've been to three. One okay. was good. But it's like okay. it's about the same batting average as most therapists. Thirty-three percent. That's great. Yeah. I'm told in baseball that's pretty amazing. Yes, I mean, and, and in just yeah. in therapist terms, it's pretty amazing. And and the thing Wonderful. is, and it, this one, yeah, I, I need to be one and done with this one. Yeah, I'll tell you offline who this one is. Yeah, or maybe we'll throw it on the Patreon. <laughs> but I'm hoping this one's it because I can't go on and. I'll know immediately. So whatever. That's what I mean. You do kind of know immediately. And I I will say that the level of conversance, like being able to be conversant and shit, like a base level of understanding about your reality is very good. Um, It was also very good for me in particular because they could always talk to my mom. And yeah. And that was a huge thing. But like the only doctor, (laughs) the therapist I really enjoyed, he was like a classic, like he was a straight up Ajashi. Oh, okay. Yeah, like the 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 pants never strayed from the f- widest part in his wa- waist. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like it it was firmly yeah. held there with a belt, and yeah. um, he was a very zen guy. That was his whole thing. Okay, I might need that. Yeah, and it was. Like, he I'm was looking. Just, I'm looking for a woman though. I need. I need. To, I need. I can't have any of this. Like. But misogyny because you're all like I can't. Yeah. That's or like even another gay Korean man. Yeah. There might be too much like internalized homophobia or misogyny <laughs> that I just cannot even entertain <laughs> filtering out. Like I need a Korean woman yeah. who is smart and cool mm. and hopefully queer. <laughs> like I just <laughs> You're okay. So if you're I'm a unicorn a lot. if you are a unicorn, please get, send us your <laughs> Gmail address. That's that's who Peter is looking for. Um, we all yeah. have a lot to process. Like, I'll take an ally, but, like, I'm seeking queer. Yeah. <laughs> Actively seeking queer. That is... <laughs> I mean, I, th- I think that... It feels good to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. It really does. I, 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 I think in the next few days... As we continue to process, and yeah. uh, hopefully that the conversation will turn to the you know about the the victims' lives and sort of how, you know what the, that reality is, mm-hmm. and as the conversation inside of the larger culture kind of shifts around a different type of Asian, you know, like yeah. when I the thing that really brings it home and we've talked about it on the pod before but like the first recipient of the dream act the person the first person to benefit from the dream act was a korean immigrant Mm -hmm. who was going to fucking juilliard yeah and like she was propped up as this example that white lawmakers would be able to stomach and what i'm saying is i want a version we all deserve a version that isn't quite so perfect and still be counted and still be considered. And, I, and, and like, I don't, that feels so basic to me. You know? <laughs> it, it does. 
It does, but we also, you know, I look back at UPN. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and black Americans have been fighting this fight. For sure. For multiple, multiple, multiple generations. They don't even get to say they're immigrants. Right. They are America, and still today, they have to fight to be represented on the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I feel it's like... It's a lot. Like, I really have to, like, the, step back. This past week, with the sort of historic, with the sort of... We didn't even talk about the Minari Oscar nominations, like, but also, like, the Oscars... I mean, but that's to me, this is the plurality. The fact that we started the week with a historic Oscar nomination with multiple. It wasn't just a single, it wasn't just a one. It wasn't a token. It was multiple nods that went to Asian Americans mm-hmm. to this. That to me, that's, that's the fact that, that we can do such heights and yet reach these same lows. That's the reality. You can't ignore this bottom anymore. I think there's a lot of inside of like very liberal circles. There's a lot of patting on the back. Like, well, look, we we did this. Look at all these people that are able to succeed, uh, succeed, and their stories that are being highlighted. <clears throat> like, isn't that yeah really marvelous? Like, really, it's like yeah. I mean, it's it, like their stories are being heard, and now that that you can't do that. If this story also exists, this is this yeah. is the entire this is the entire bowl. This is everything. You're is saying this now. is the good to come out that, of it. Is that, that this base level of racism finally and being classism? Like, yeah. Yeah. There's a light being oh. s- somewhat shown on it. <sighs> what are you gonna well, eat? What are you, you going to eat for dinner tonight? What am I gonna eat? Yeah, to try to feel better. I I should do something like I should go get Korean food, right? And just like spend two hundred dollars on Korean food. <laughs> <laughs> that shit gets expensive, and you know. Oh it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll eat out tonight. Go for it. Go to a place. I feel like I need to. I I think I need to like take a break from working. I have a meeting after this. Can you? Be- I mean, like we'll talk offline yeah. about that because I don't want to bore the audience. What are you going to eat? I, I want to eat like. I want like kalbi tongue. Yeah. I like, I really want right? something like, like I want like a yukijang. I want like, <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. I want something like stinky, hot. Ethnic. Ethnic. Offensive. <laughs> offend, I, want, I want the smell want to offend. I want raw garlic. Yeah. I want the smell to offend. steamed onions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I want you to walk by me and get knocked down. Mm-hmm. By the spices, herbs, and stank fermentation mm. of culture, and you stay down, and you beg for more. All right, that's what I want. <laughs> All right, and with that, we'll be back <laughs> with Guitar Maker's Koreans. <laughs> Following the shooting in Atlanta this past week, everyone at the Ajima Show 
would like to have a moment of silence to honor the people who were lost. All right, it's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. Yeah! Oh, I didn't man. think I could do it today. Yeah, I know. I was surprised. I had to force it. I had to force it. I didn't even think we were going to do Kick-Ass Koreans. I had one ready. Yeah. But our conversation was just us processing out loud. Right. Which, by the way, I just want to say, I'm sorry if this has added weight to, to your stress. <laughs> <laughs> we desperately hope that you are listening to this and able to find... A sense of feeling a little less alone. Exactly. We're processing and, it like you. Uh, yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. And if it helped you, I'm glad. If it added stress, then we're sorry. Yeah, nah. mm. But you know what this is. <laughs> Peter's not going to let you. <laughs> you know what this is. You came for this and we gave it to you. <laughs> like I have a Mian mom. All right. All right. Well, today my kick ass Korean is none other than Doris F. Chang, PhD. Oh. She is a associate professor at NYU School of Social Work. Um center of excellent and a co-investigator which i did not know that you can investigate things together that sounds fun for me and my boyfriend um <laughs> she's the co-investigator at the center of excellence for cultural competence cool wow that sounds cool um she's a bunch of other amazing things she's been doing uh but her research she's been doing a lot of research on um what's going on right now with um, the Asian hate crimes and uh, the steady increase of them. And, and also on top of that, the um, a look at how black and Latino communities have um, started doing therapy way more than Asians. Yes. And Asians are just not, we're just gritting our teeth. This is what I'm, I was looking for this yeah. therapist. So, um, there's a great article she's quoted in on CNN. You can just Google it. Um, but she's a licensed psychologist. She's a doctor. Um, and, you know, she's just fucking dope. And she's out here, like, studying us and being like, yo, we got to get better. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dog. You know, like, she's out here. And I'm so glad when I see her face. Mm. DorisFChang.com slash about. If you go to that, you can see everything about her. You, when you see her face, you're just like, oh, someone's in charge. <laughs> My job. Yeah, this is a, this yeah. is a, this is a, oh, this is, she's in charge. Yeah. <laughs> this is an Unni that, like, yeah, that knows yeah. where to go. Yeah. Like, I, this Unni yeah. will let you sleep on her couch. We'll give you a little yongtun to get you back on your feet and we'll adamantly tell you that your mom is wrong. Yeah. And also, and, but also we'll like hit you, hit you in the face if you yes. need it. That's, if you need yeah, it. Yeah. That's just great. It's yeah. so funny. I had the same 
impulse today with my kick-ass Korean to do an academic that was doing research. Uh-huh. Like, um, I, I didn't, inf- I didn't find someone specific to what I wanted. Um, uh-huh. I will, uh, post this article, um, in the new Republic about, uh, something called the monkey house. And it's a, um, fortress that, uh, <laughs> sits in the outskirts of this like Korean city that like, was the closest U.S. base to North Korea, and it was like this, basically, like a pl- like a brothel, and it's like uh, basically in in like a history and um, ar- an entire article about sort of the ramifications of the U.S. occupation on prostitution in South Korea. Um, uh. Yeah. Fucked up, and it was like it's kind of informed what I was saying about colonialism uh, today. Wait, so they call it the Monkey House? I want to tell you guys that this, this is really depressing. The reason why they said that is because these women, the sex workers, were oftentimes so f- f- drugged up with antibiotics uh-huh. that their arms would hang. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, I mean and it's then, fucked up. S- like, <laughs> so who's calling it the monkey house? The Koreans or the white GIs? Everybody. The locals and then GIs, yeah. Oh, it's just like a local lore that has turned it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was hoping it was something like monkeys helped build it no. or something. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, the building. No, <sighs> it's something way more horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I, I was like, you asked me, and you I was know, like, oh no. I was, you know what? I thought I was like, I didn't, I haven't had enough horror yeah. today. Well, bitch, you asked. So. <laughs> I did ask. So. But you can't just say monkey house and gloss over without justification. Of course, you know my curious George ass is going to <laughs> ask you. Don't. What, I can't do the Curious George joke? No. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like that's not problematic. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Agree to disagree, but move on. Okay. Um, okay. But <laughs> this article. <laughs> this article was incredibly informative, but it led me to, I think we've talked about them before, but it is a, um organization called My Sister's Place. It's in Korea, and it's a mission program of the National Church of Women's Association. It's a, it's um, the Presbyterian Church, um, and it basically is a place, is a shelter for um, former prostitutes and sex workers to come and rehabilitate, and like they can live there and um, rent free, and it gives them a sense of purpose and helps them recuperate basically from their life, um, and it's only if like you know, they want to leave because there's also, and then a deep dive into this, there is a sex workers union currently, um, currently in Korea, but obviously they don't have a website. So I didn't want to like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't sure, but that if you guys want to look it up, it is called Hinta. It is H E N T E O. And, uh, it's like a Korean sex worker union that's doing work and you can find, Whoa, yeah. that's, Awesome sounding. Yes, it is pretty cool because cool. South Korea has very recently moved to make prostitution and all this stuff illegal. And it's oh, yeah. new yep, yep. in like 2004 yeah. and shit. So like 
you know, they're trying to um, create protections for themselves against this type of criminalization. Um, it's an interesting story. It's an interesting conversation, especially in Eastern countries where prostitution is like more a part of like the culture. Um, you know, it's just in, in every culture, but you know, in Korea and a lot of East Asian countries, it's like, yeah, there's a place where you go. There's a brothel. That's fine. It's like, there's a bathhouse. Yeah. There's a brothel. Like there's this, it's a part right. of like the economy. It's part of city life. Yeah. But this sort of, again, these Western ideals kind of being brought on, trying to mitigate just like highly puritanically yes. fucking yeah. so they're changing it uh, anyways um i've uh i sent you a link peter uh to donate to this organization and we can uh, have that up uh when we release the episode yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> We gotta end it on a good note, on a, a a nice note for the for the listeners. We are out here podcasting for you, and we appreciate you um, listening to us. So, um, what is something you are looking forward to in in the next few days? That is, you know, as you said, we have to get back to life, right? No matter what, even if uh, tragedies come every day, yeah, we must grieve we must have time to cry and feel our feelings but we also have to move on yeah um so what is something you're looking forward to in the in the coming week this yukkejang i'm gonna order (laughs) (laughs) nice my world is small peter my world yeah my world is small yeah Yeah. there's no you can't really look ahead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, um, I uh, am looking forward to um, this meeting I'm about to have in an hour and a half Ooh. that might, it could change everything or it could do nothing, but I'm going to leave it ominous. Yeah, that's like ominous as and, fuck. <laughs> and I'll, um, we'll see you next week. Ooh, cliffhanger. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Audio on the French.